Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, is this thing on? It's Look Sports Media. And it's time for a breakdown. Oh. Epilepsy warning. And yeah. um, I like that, Linda. Can we just round of applause for Linda, by the way? Linda's back. We've wanted Linda back for a while. She's been in storage. Um it was, the Linda... one, it was, the one, it was the one caveat we gave to, to Ryan. We're like, yeah, we can do all this, but Linda's coming too. Linda is coming with us and she has arrived. Um yeah, guys, everyone who's in chat, welcome once again. It's going to be a bit different tonight because we don't have any guests, so we're going to do something a little bit different, but give us some feedback. Did you like the new intro video? Do you think it's good that Linda's back, or should we sack her off? I suppose that's no, the can't question. sack off Linda. People no, try to sack Linda off, but she's she's lifetime contract with Linda. She has. She's bought shares. We have tried to get guests on this week. We're really wanting um, a Forest Green fan to come in, but he yeah, works 12-hour shift and he couldn't I... come in, so... To be honest, this is going to work out quite well because we're going to do, as I say, a bit different tonight. We're going to let people decide what we talk about. So people are going to fire us in subjects. And if the people that want to fire us in subjects, if it's a good enough subject and they want to join us for five minutes, then they can join us for five minutes. We'll fire the link over. You can jump in. We can have a chat. That would be, be quite dangerous, fun. couldn't it? It could, it could be, be very dangerous. dangerous. Um, it knows yes, going to happen. Because I've said that right as I realised that Charles watching. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Chow. Good evening, Chow. Uh, Sorry, perfect streams to keep me awake. Perfect streams to keep him awake on a night shift. Jeez. Well, at least he's on a night shift. He might be. He might be I, too I, tired. He might be too I'm tired. On the night shift. We're on the night shift. And um, we've also got Birds of Blue joining us. Good evening, sir. Welcome. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, Birds of Blue enjoyed Linda coming back because we got a round of applause right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, I mean. Right. So Olivia has sent in Gilead's got. I know full well you have not watched 
the highlights of the Bradford game, and you did not watch it live with me. Let, so, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about that game, Liv. Let's yeah, talk about like, your only goal in a in a four one loss. Yeah, Gilead's goal though. It, it, it somehow it still was one wasn't the best goal of the game. <laughs> um, we'll talk about. We can talk about. Do you know, what, this, that's the other thing we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about Bradford. We're going to also talk about Hartlepool Grant because it gives us the opportunity to find out what has been going on at pools because it seems to have all gone wrong after a very very bright start. But we'll come to that soon, Grant. Get yourself prepared. Oh, we're good national. We're good national league. Fuck yeah. here. Yeah, we're going National League. Um, And before we do, we've got a subject. This is a very recent subject, isn't it? Yeah, Joey Barton leaving Bristol Rovers earlier today. Um, Yeah, thank you. Ryan said nice hat. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, got the merchandise. Yeah, all good. Uh, Yeah, Joey Barton leaving earlier today is... It was the right decision. Came a little bit early. Yeah. I, I expected him to get a bit more time. I think they lost three on the bounce. And then, uh, yeah, he's, he's been let go today. Not the only managerial conversations taking place today. But first off, let's let's answer this question. I, I'll answer it as a Bradford fan, but you answer it as a neutral, Grant. Whether you think that Joey Barton is a Bradford manager. That's a really tough one. I mean, he's proven at this level and at a League Two level he can do. He's got out of the league, which no Bradford manager's done for a long, long time. So 10 years. 10 years. This is the 11th year. This is the 11th year. How many managers have have you looked at at Bradford here that haven't been able to get you out of League Two? Um, I believe. (laughs) If you want the actual number, I'm going to read. I'm going to read you. Uh, the actual number of managers that we've had since we came back down to League Two, which is a harrowing, harrowing list, considering we came back down in, I believe, 2018-19. So, yeah, 2018-19. So, since since June 2018, Michael Collins, Michael Collins was given seven games and sacked. That's that's right, by the way. Seven games and sacked. How anyone can do anything in seven games is beyond me. How seven games can be a judge is is beyond yeah. me. Um, then we brought in David Hopkins. David Hopkins came in the day after Collins was sacked, which shows that we had something in mind. Um, David Hopkins lasted 35 games. Martin Drury took over for a game, and then Gary Boyer came in. Gary Boyer lasted 48 games. Then we saw the third come in of Stuart McCall. Uh, Stuart McCall came back and lasted 28 games before Mark Truman and Connor Sellers took over as the uh, interims. Yeah, they ended up actually getting a a full-time deal. They lasted 31 games with a 45% win rate by the way. Granted, I think 11 of those 14 wins that they got came in the first 13 games, and then they went on a horrific run at the end, but still. Derek Adams came along and lasted 37 games before Mark Truman again just took over a couple of games until Mark Hughes came in, and Mark Hughes lasted 82 games. Mark Hughes has lasted the longest as a manager since we dropped back down. That's not a good... 
view. It really, really isn't a good look. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, Joey Barton, I don't believe is a Bradford manager because I believe the first time things got rough and the fans turned, Joey Barton and the fans would be at each other. I I, I, I was waiting for you to say that. I think yeah. the Bradford fans, as expectant as we know that they are, and the personality of Joey Barton would just clash. I don't think he would be a good fit no. at all for them. I, I think it would all go horribly wrong really, really quickly. I, I think you'd see he'd have to hit the ground running straight away. And yeah. you would need to see an instant claim. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get to see the same sort of patience that well, not patience, the same sort of start that he had at Bristol Rovers, where he just slumped down, they were down at the bottom, and then bang, rocking up the league. He wouldn't get yeah. that opportunity with the Bradford fans. Bradford fans now with this next appointment, they want to see it being someone who can make an instant impact. It, it, it's going to be tough. June, I said something earlier on, and this, I had a bit of disagreement about it. Do you know where I think it would be a really good fit? Nathan Rooney. No. Um, Joey Barton. Grimsby. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Bradford. No. <laughs> when no, you said no, it would be a really good fit. No, um, I, I think it would be a really good fit at Grimsby if, if Hurst was to get sacked. I actually agree. Um, I, I, I I do agree. I, I and Or Tranmere. Tranmere would be a good shout. He's got more money to work with at Grimsby. He has, but he's local to the area of Tramia and he would have the he'd have the resources of the local area where he's known mm-hmm. and where he, so they'd have that to sort of lean on. There's there's obviously a couple of big clubs on the door. So And Tranmere like I, a local a, someone that's more local to be their manager. Yeah. Yeah. And they love that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tramia love a Tranmere or a local man, uh, mm-hmm. someone from over that way. So he, he does suit that bit. I agree. I think Grimsby, but we're, we're talking about Grimsby like they've they've got rid of their manager at this point. They haven't. I'm surprised. They haven't. I'm really shocked that Hurst hasn't gone. Uh, we're yeah. talking about we we're talking about that on Sunday. We had a Grimsby fan in the six or six, and he was like, "Just getting why is he still here?" Uh, I was I was I'm, I'm baffled. And with what they've lost three in the bounce, and they're not playing well. They're slipping down the table. They've spent money. They've not had a terrible, terrible run. They've not had a terrible, terrible pre-season of it. They didn't have a bad season last season. I just don't know what the club's doing just now. I mean, you've seen Gav Holohan come out last week as well and say, we've got a cracking bunch of lads behind us here. Give us yeah, give us time. We, we will turn this around. But he's he's got to that. say that, though. And I, and I don't, like, I don't buy when players say that because... Sam Stubbs came out three days before Mark Hughes was sacked and said, it's on us, you know, we're the ones underperforming. Mm. And then Hughes got sacked. And then in every interview a player's done since, they haven't called Mark Hughes out, but they've they've said things that are quite clearly digs at Mark Hughes. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I don't know. I don't... This is the, this is the don't thing you know, we do Collectively, as a group, we aren't performing. It's not one person's fault. Everyone has to take accountability. Having said that, I still genuinely have I I, I genuinely still have belief this group can turn things uh, around. Just at the moment, things aren't going for us. 
we understand everyone's frustrations, but trust me, we have the same we have the same frustrations. All I can say is we'll be doing everything we can to put out um, to put things right. Mm. I like I like I do like Gav. I think he's a great player, great guy. If anyone in that club, in that squad was going to come out and say something like that, it was going to be him. Though he, he yeah. knows what to do and when to say it. Um, for for me, the writing's on the wall. It's not an if; it's a when. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. Liam Dale's of the exact same opinion. If lose Doncaster on Saturday, I think it could be cartons for Hearts. If they beat Doncaster, though, how much time does he buy himself? I I said that. Is there is there a way of saying do, do you really really want to maybe just take the loss? The fans don't want Hearts there. It's an interesting. It's an interesting yeah. thought. So just to go through some comments about well we'll go on to the next subject now like like I say we'll, we'll we can talk about Bradford's manager because we'll be filling in gaps with Bradford and Hartlepool talk but first of all evening lads saddlers and a and a little shrug yeah uh, very 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 strange team this season Walsall are a very very strange team this season but I suppose the main talking point in League Two today stems from this year. Do you think Gillingham should just buy Crawley altogether and save everyone the time? <laughs> because Lindsay Ball loading, which it does look like. I mean, look, we don't know for definite that it's happening, but we know for definite that he's had two talks, interviews. Talks have happened. Yeah, he's, he's been through two interviews. That means he's at he's 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 at the final stages. They've probably got two or three. If he look. Crawley fans are obviously going to be very, very, very upset if he leaves. They'll be upset with him if he leaves. However, he can't speak to Gillingham without permission. So if he's spoken to them, Crawley's owners have said that he can speak. And if I'm a manager, it's different. So I had a bit of a back and forth with with a Crawley fan earlier who said that it's different between players and managers because I said if, if he's told to speak to Gillingham, then he kind of really has to leave. Doesn't have to go to Gillingham, but he has to leave. And he said, no, it's different. Players can refuse, but, but sorry, players don't refuse, but managers, they can refuse. I said, no, because if you're a player and you're told that you can speak to another club, that could generally mean that the club that you've come from just don't need a player of your style or someone who play, you don't fit their formation. If you're a manager and you're told that, the club are replacing you. They need a manager and they've got, They'll be talking to other people whilst you're talking to this other club. So I don't see how anyone, if he's been told that Crawley have accepted compensation, it, which they would have to. Let's put it there. It's not, it's not completely unheard of, this situation. Oh. The Scotland's names floated around for a while Yeah, in this situation. Since Gilliam sacked Harris, Scotland's name has floated about. There's been this talk of going, by the way, they might go in for Scotland's. So it's not the news that we've broke earlier on today, and Ryan broke earlier on. Isn't that isn't new saying that, but it's new on the basis that he has spoken to them twice, and that is factual information. That's that's the exclusive. The exclusive isn't that he's he's speaking to Grimsby. It's that we are confirming for definite that he has spoken. Gillingham. Sorry, Gillingham. Gillingham. I was I read something about Grimsby at the same time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's yeah, it's definitely happened, and that's a big thing. Before we talk about Gillingham and whether they do, whether they do take him, this is a question that's come in. 
How do you think he'll change? How do you think he'll change the way that Gillingham have been playing this season? Because I seen someone mentioning earlier on that well, it was in, in our mentions that he's not going to fit Gillingham's style the way that Gillingham play. What is Gillingham's style? Because Gillingham's style is to not really score goals, and lately it's to concede goals. Do you want a manager that sits and fits into that style? I wouldn't. I I want to change. I, you need. We need to see a change if you're a Gillingham fan. Um, but speaking of, before we do Lindsay to to uh, to Gillingham, the question's been asked twice. So two different questions, two different ways of putting it here. If Lindsay leaves, where does that leave Crawley? Surely Liam's bet is definitely safe. And do Crawley struggle if he goes, or do you think their owners will get their next appointment right? I you need to explain your bet here. I don't need to explain my bet. So I had a bet with uh, a couple of Crawley fans after the first game of the season when Bradford lost. Uh, so Crawley were on three points, Bradford were on zero. And I I said, I bet, I guarantee, it's a two-part bet, I guarantee Bradford finished further away from zero points than Crawley do from, from three. Um, and then I said, Bradford will finish above the Crawley, which do, yeah. and I stand by it. I mentioned a name earlier when we're talking about who we think could suit, and I'm going to mention it for Crawley, and I think it's a... I'm going to read reasons why, and a lot of people hear the name and may not have fully heard of the person and may be a bit confused, but just bear with me, guys. Um, Nathan Rooney for Crawley. And there's a reason. Got a little bit of research for him here. So, experience-wise, he brings experience with him. His backroom staff includes the likes of Ryan Taylor, ex-Newcastle, um, he's currently managing over. You know, I think it's. I think it's Gibraltar. I never. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it is. It's. It's somewhere like that. Yeah. Um. So here's his stats currently. He's won 70 games out of his last 93 with an average of 2.7 points per game, and his goals against average is 0.25. He concedes a goal on average every four games. In his time there, this is 93 games. Uh. Two winners medals, National Cup winners, Super Cup winners, and two European Conference qualifiers. So he's qualified for Europe twice. He recently had an interview for a national team for the World Cup qualifiers. Didn't want it. Wanted to stay within club football, which I think is admirable. He wants to get back to the EFL, I believe. That's my views on it. I think he wants to get back to England. I think he can he can do a lot of a lot of good work. Players, as far as what he's managed and contacts he's got, he's messaged players from the likes of La Liga, the Segunda, Argentinian Prem, Mexico. He had Jordan Ayew's brother, Ibrahim, last season when they mm-hmm. won the league and won trophies. And look, if he can manage players like that, he can manage players in his own language and own nationality. I I think if you are talking about, look, you know full well that Wagmi love a stat. Wagmi love a stat. That is a stat. Those are the perfect stats. It's a great stat. It's a great record. Like that is an unbelievable record for any manager at any level. And people will say, "Oh, he's only playing in the leagues over there." But you you can only play against teams and play with yeah. players that you've got. Um, it, yeah. For for me, he's going to take a chance, or someone someone is going to take a chance on him. If I'm Crawley, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, Do "You know what? Those are." Those are very impressive numbers. And then, like you say, having the likes of Ryan Taylor involved in the back staff, and that that surely makes things a little bit more comfortable because if you've got someone like that who's willing to stand behind this man, there's obviously a, something about him. And I, look, anyone who doesn't know Nathan Rooney, 
go and read his story. His story's great because he hasn't done the typical football journey into management. I think he's still only in his 30s, like early 30s. It, it's written for Crawley. It is a Crawley story. He's currently at FC Bruno's Magpies and he went Gibraltar, to, who, are, who are first in the, the Gibraltar League. Yeah, he went back to Bruno's Magpies, and he's an absolute hero there for them. He's got he, he left, he left, um, and then ended up going back. I think just on an interim basis to help out, but he's he's picked up where he left off. Like, yeah, and not just him, and not just for Crawley, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm talking. Someone in the EFL is going to take a punt. And if that stats were in the National League, everyone would be crying out for him. Do you know how I think someone else might end up taking a punt on again? I know he had a really hard time of it at Hartlepool when he was a manager. But he was was a manager. No, he was a manager at a really tough time at Hartlepool. is Craig Harrison of TNS. Yeah. World world record holding manager for the longest. Is it like the longest unbeaten streak or the longest win streak? They broke Ajax's record. It's like a ridiculous unbeaten run record he has again. That's another stat that Wagme will be like, they would be all over going, oh, we've got a manager who's unbeaten, but there's but definitely they're... good appoint there's definitely good appointments out there for, for Crawley Town. I think they made a really good appointment in Scott Lindsay. I think he's really turned the club around despite losing a lot of players that he's he's had. He's brought him Someone said at the start of the season, who are these players that we're bringing in? It's like the, the owners have just found them from a top Trump's deck and just picked from the bottom of the pile. Yeah. But, but he's turned this squad around and he's really done something with it. So we need a manager who can come in to work with these players. I think another person, if if he does go, that they should be looking at is Andy Woodman as well. We mentioned yeah. that. We mentioned that for multiple clubs. I think Woodman would be a fantastic manager to bring in for them. It's a matter of time before Woodman steps up, isn't it? It's He's only got a matter to of time. Step up soon. He's got but to step up soon. CJ saying here, can see Lindsay going to Jills and uh, and Ghana going to Crawley, and they can fight it out for ex Swindon players between them. I don't <laughs> think Ben Garner fits Crawley. I don't think that Ben Garner is an in. I don't think Ben Garner gets past the interview stages of Crawley. But look, we're, we're talking here like like this is a foregone conclusion. Look, for all we know. Lindsay might not get the job. He might not take the job. We, he may stay at Crawley. We we don't know what's happening. We'll find out in the coming days. I, I I don't. As far as I'm aware, I don't think Gillingham are planning on announcing anyone this week. Anyway, I think I think they're talking another couple of weeks before they make their decision. Um, I believe. Yeah, I don't I think it'll be right long there, though. I don't think it'll be long at all. Well, I I was I was told earlier that I believe it. He said. Not till just before Wrexham, possibly. Um, I don't know when they play Wrexham. I'll find out now. But that that's the uh, that's the time scales that we seem to be working on with this. So no, I, it's a very very we've strange. One. Mentioned Ben Garner. We've mentioned Crawley. I'm going to loosely link the two of them here with, with Colchester. Has Matthew Etherington spent more time yet? as the interim manager of Colchester than he has at the manager. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. And I, I don't think he will. I, I think, look, this isn't an, I mean, I say this isn't a knock on Matthew Everington. It, it absolutely is. Matthew Everington has been in charge of the youth team at Colchester. He has lost seven on the bounce. And 
been handed the interim think, job. Do you still think he'll be spend longer as interim than he will no. as the actual manager of Crawley, or do you think we'll see a Colchester appointment coming imminently? I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Colchester name before Bradford, Gillingham, and Tramia. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Um, they they are. <sighs> Look, we know that their owner's got money. He'll be he'll be going out and getting who he wants, and then he'll repeat this cycle next year. But no, I don't. I don't think for a second that that Matthew Ebrington is going. Bizarre, to... It was a bizarre interim appointment. But who else would they want to bring in from the club? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange. It's a very very strange one. Um, so going back to, to questions here, Grant, do you think top four as it is will stay like that and move on and build the gap from the rest of the league? So top four for anyone you listening. Grant's going to bring forward the top four just now. We currently have Stockport, Notts County, Wrexham and Mansfield. Now, I'll say three out of those four have the biggest budgets in League Two. So the top three in that have the top. Th- and I don't, I don't know which, out of those three, which is the biggest, but those are the three highest budgets in League Two currently. The fourth highest budget in League Two currently, and I've had this confirmed by an owner, because obviously they all know what everyone's spending. Gillingham. Gillingham have the fourth highest. I was told that two of those four clubs, obviously we know one of them is Wrexham. We know Wrexham's the highest. But one of the others is spending double what another club is spending. And this other club, people believe, have one of the biggest budgets in the league. That's the gap we're talking about money-wise. So a club that everyone looks at and thinks is the biggest spenders in the league have half of the budget of one of those teams. And that's not Wrexham. I'm not talking Wrexham. Out of either Stockport, Notts County, or Gillingham, one of those three clubs has double the budget of a team that everybody thinks is the big spenders. It's the funny thing about Gillingham. We say that we that we know that they're one of the top four budgets in the league. It's mad that they were getting outbid in the summer for strikers. By York, it makes you wonder how much York are putting into these bids. I don't think it's that they were getting outbid in that sense. I, you've got to think that the striker was last. They'd already made mm. signings and spent money, so I don't think it's necessarily that they didn't have the money. I think it's that they were at their their limit, the so limit like f- financial fair play. Yeah. Um, so, and then when you get to that point, it's easy to really come up against because if you're York and you're speaking to what's he what's he called? I, I, yeah. You're speaking to Akinyemi and he says, Oh, you know, I'm speaking to Gillingham, they can only offer me up to this amount. You know that you've you've just got to just gotta get above that silly amount of money that they've spent. Um I I don't think the top four stays as it is. I, I really don't. I don't think the top four stays as is. I think that there's a a, a shock. I think in the top three. I think Mansfield need to be tested. Mansfield are looking fantastic. They're, they're playing amazing football just now. There's no doubt about it. But they really need a test of when they get beat, how they react. I disagree, Grant. You do? I think they're playing great. Mansfield have won the same amount of games as Harrogate Town. Still not yeah, beating Look, them. listen. Well, yeah, but hang on. Right, I could go in as a, a League 2 manager and I could go and beat in the entire season and still get relegated because I could finish on 46 points. It's yeah. it's it's not as big a brag going unbeaten if you're drawing all your games. They've drawn eight games and won six. Don't get me wrong, being unbeaten is is a very very good thing. But you've got to look at the the whole thing and yeah, 
factually, they've won the same amount of games as yeah. Harrogate Town. Uh, Harrogate, they've won one more than Doncaster. They've won two more than Colchester. They've got to turn these draws into wins because, and I know that Mansfield fans will be saying, well, yeah, but all we need is one more goal and then we've turned that draw into a win. Yeah, but concede one goal and it goes to a loss. I think Mansfield's biggest test this season is when that first loss comes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As soon as that first loss comes, which it may be in the cup, they may be up against Port Vale and they would hate losing against Port Vale in the cup. That'd be I a horrific loss. I don't think that matters to them. I don't. I think the the league loss will impact them more. It's still just dealing with a loss and how you bounce back from, and that's probably where you would want to see a loss more as a cup than the league. Stockport, if they continue on their absolutely phenomenal run, we were talking about them potentially going to 14. If you go on a 14-game winning run, there's no way you can't not win the league with off the back of that. If you don't, if you go 14 game, 14 wins in a row and don't win the league, questions have to be asked massively. Um, Jay's asked a, Jay's asked a question here while we're talking about budgets. I wonder where Doncaster is on that list. If you know, would you say our budget is shown by our league position? Not a clue. Doncaster are a very very tight knit club. They don't really not much leaks out of Doncaster. Um, but what I would say is looking at, I think Doncaster of- spent wisely. That's the one thing I think. I think they spent really smart. I said really early on, they've they done their recruitment early. they got players that they wanted in. Depends on the budget, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I think because, they've, done, because... they've spent their money well. They've, bought a lot, they've brought in a lot of new players this season. It's taken them a, a while to get together. I still don't think their best 11 has been fit this season. Well, we can we can talk actually because we had a discussion on the six or six last night. I jumped in at one point because Donny fans were saying that they felt Saturday was a step too far and the players were tired because they've got a lot of injuries. And I came in and said, "Well, Stockport have a lot of injuries, Salford have a lot of injuries, Mansfield have a lot of injuries." And I was shot down by a Doncaster fan who said, "Yeah, but we signed an entire team in the summer." So to check that, obviously, I, you know me, I like to go away and I like to do checks. So you love a check. So Salford signed. Two less players in the summer than mm-hmm. Doncaster. Mansfield signed the same number of players as Doncaster. Stockport signed four more. Stockport signed four more players. Yeah, in the summer than than wow. than, uh, than than Doncaster did. I don't buy. Doncaster didn't get started until game four. Uh, sorry, game nine this season. And four games later, you're telling me that those mm-hmm. players are tired and need a break. If we were starting the season and we were four games in and you were telling me that, you'd be saying something seriously wrong. Those guys have played 360 minutes of football and are tired. And they haven't played it all at once. Um, for Doncaster, That's I think this season was about building a core. And I think next season we should be building a team for a player push. A- absolutely. That's, I get that is that. what you should be doing. Yeah. But the, fans, the majority of the fans, I don't think, do. Um, they want to push on. What Doncaster's board were very, very clever at doing, and they, all boards are clever at it, but Doncaster were the example this summer, was they said that they were they were putting significant funds in, or there was a significant injection. But what does that mean? Swindon, same thing. They said they were had a, they had a competitive budget. Who are you competing with? Because there's, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think what people need to realise is that what Grant McCann is building is a, he's building a project here. 
And there's nothing wrong with pushing and building that team and, and just getting to know his players, his league, getting to know his best 11. In January, we'll see a bit of fine-tuning. Yeah. And then in the summer, again, we'll see even more fine-tuning. Next season, I expect Doncaster to be up there next season. I put them down to my dark horses this season based on what they've done last season compared to this. I still think they'll finish the top. I still think they'll be a top 10 team this season. I think they'll just miss out top 10. I think they'll be sort of 12th, 11th, 12th. Mm. Um, Andy said about budgets. Budgets don't mean every, don't always mean everything. Look at Markham when they went up and now this season, win games in hand and heaven forbid they're in top three. Yeah, when Markham went up, it was a considerably weaker league um, than it is this season's horrific. I, I think this season budgets will play a big part in the long run. I think early days, maybe not, because teams are obviously gelling, teams are having poor performances, teams are pulling performances out of their ass. But I think in the long run, the teams that have spent well and invested well, will they'll have the legs to, yeah. to keep going. But if Doncaster are telling me that four games in, their players are getting leggy, I'm I'm concerned about that. I know they've got injuries and stuff, but like I say, Stockport have got a hell of a lot of injuries and they've just done their 10th win in a row. Like, to Mansfield, ninth one, be, ninth one in a row, ninth one in a row, tenth in, in, the, in the cup, in the league, yeah, in the league, yeah. Ninth but but they still, yeah, but the players were still injured for the cup. Ten wins, yeah. it, ten games in a row, they've won. Mansfield unbeaten. Mansfield had possibly so far this season, it's not possible. Mansfield had the worst injury crisis of any team so far, still unbeaten. So, yeah, Jay's said here, and I, th- I think this is this is right. I don't buy the tie in this thing. I think for us, our biggest problem was chopping and changing the team a lot early on. I agree with that, and I mentioned it last week on the 606. I think that the injury crisis has possibly worked in Doncaster's favour because it's forced Grant McCann to settle with a team as opposed to chopping, changing, making decisions and trying out different players in different positions. He's not got no choice. He's had to settle for what he's got available, and they found a little bit of form. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of the only times where you actually see a an injury crisis possibly spun in a positive way, but it is. I, I do think it is a... A positive um so, uh, swindon budget crying out for bodies i i don't think swindon have got money left to spend i, I think they've got money left to spend no, that's, that's a bit poor to say they've, they've got money left to spend i don't think the what the fans want them to have to spend and what the club have got to spend are, are on the same level i'm i'm very interested to see what swindon doing in january it's going to because you've got two big players that I are, are likely to be departing. It's well publicised. We think Young's going to be going back to Bradford. Yeah, with a new manager coming, with Williamson coming into MK Dons, surely he's got to be looking at Dan Kemp and talking to Dan Kemp, saying, "Yeah, you are in my plans from January onwards." Hundred percent. Yeah, he has to for MK to push on. He has to have him in his plans. He just you can't even if look. If MK, someone said earlier, and I actually quite agree with it, talking about the strength of the teams at the top of the league, it was about Swindon. Um, it was a Swindon fan that said it. He believes that Swindon are, are fighting for the seventh place. He believes that there are already teams that are much stronger that will finish in the six places above. And I think MK are one of those teams that will be fighting alongside for seventh place. If I'm Williamson, I bring back Dan Kemp. And if it doesn't work out, he's not going back to Swindon. Yeah. There's no way he goes back to a team that we're going to be neck and neck with. Same you with us. You look at the Danny Johnson scenario from last season. Absolutely. With, with Walsall and Mansfield. Mansfield's like, well, 
he's scoring goals for them. They're taking a place where we think we should be fighting at. Yeah, and they recalled him back, and it worked. Walsh, it worked. Walsall dropped down the league, finished a similar position to what they they finished last season. Mansfield played him a handful of times, and yeah. it didn't work because he just he's, he's not he's not a fluff player. Mm-hmm. Whose player is whose player is Danny Johnson? There was a comment about Danny Johnson earlier on. Who's what do you mean, player? whose player? Whose player? Is he like from a manager wise? He, he wasn't Michael Flynn. player, he worked well under Flynn. He He's a Flynn player, well? isn't he? Yeah, he seems to be a Flynn player. Is he really working at Walsall just now? Is where are no. we? Here we go. Here, regarding Walsall being a Jekyll and Hyde team, the Crawley game was important but mediocre for the fact that Johnson finally got on the score sheet at the weekend. It's a big game for Johnson this weekend because he's going back to Mansfield. It's a huge game. What what I'll say is like, obviously a goal's goal, and you've got to be in the position to get it. He didn't have to work for it. It kind of he was on the line. It was a tap in for him. It was passed across to him, which is which is fine. It's a typical he, Danny Johnson goal, though, isn't it? He'll want to he'll want to make and score a goal that sets a, that sets a statement that, that that basically makes people go, "That's the Danny Johnson that they signed." That's what he'll want to do. So, and this weekend could be huge. That's the could man on the wrong side of the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Danny Johnson's a strange one. Swindon, money wise, I, I wouldn't even know. From the looks of things, look, you know you're crying out for players, but you're not signing any. That that to me says that you you don't have the money to sign the players that you need. Because there's players out there. I mean, you look at um, what's he called who signed for Barrow? Is it James? It's Chester, isn't it? James Chester. Um, yes. No offence to Barrow, but he is better than Barrow. And Swindon are in need of players like him, but didn't go. Uh, Ben just said Kemp forced him. Kemp forced his move away. Kemp forced, away. Kemp forced his move away from MK. I think, he's, I think in his mind he's done there. Doesn't mean MK won't sell him to someone else. I'm sure they'll be keen to sign Payne. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't okay. see him signing for Swindon. If if MK are pushing for that same place, Swindon are it'd be suicide. If he's especially been your best player of the season, they they just can't. The thing is, did he did he force his way away from MK because he's unsettled at MK Dons, or is it he not like the two management, the two previous management regimes? He doesn't fit the this style of play that Graham Alexander plays. Did he fit the style of play of the previous manager? And was he deemed good enough to be in League One? Because he was loaned out to Hartlepool last season, who are bottom end of League Two. And he was he didn't he didn't have any confidence when he came to us. Mm-hmm. He was asking to see like how do you think I'll be received by the fans before his first game at all. And then he came to Hartlepool and he set the league absolutely on fire. And People were saying that he's, he was one of the better players in the league in that second half of the league from January onwards. He's now made another loan move out because he's not been fancied by the style of play from Graham Alexander. And he's doing the exact same at Swindon. Even though the last couple of games he's not made any goal contributions, he's still a massive player for Swindon. He's making it, he's, it's a huge way of the style that you play. Yeah. Uh, Williamson would be silly to not look at to not look at him and not have conversations with him. And to think that's not happening is is really naive, I think. 
any manager with knowing they've got that quality of player there, who's been one of the best players in this first quarter of the league so far, you're going to be talking to that player if he, he is your player at your club. Those conversations will have happened or will Absolutely. be happening. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they have to. Um, just talking about MK and talking about Swindon there, uh, Jonathan Harris has just said, I'm hoping Tuesday night is the start for MK Dons. One swallow doesn't make a summer, no, but it makes a good night, Jonathan. Uh, but it's encouraging. We've all heard about those glory holes in Amsterdam, haven't we? We have, yeah. Uh, Swindon will be a good marker even without Kemp. Um, I think Swindon really, really will struggle without Kemp because they seem to have adapted to playing everything through him. I don't know. Look, I could be wrong, but from what Swindon fans are saying, everything seems to be the Dan Kemp show with them. It's all about Dan Kemp. So take him out. Do they struggle? They don't know whether that's going to happen. We don't know. But just looking at it, you would think that they don't have another Dan Kemp. Again, we don't know what they, what sort of money that they're paying for Dan Kemp. We don't know the finances are involved with that. If he gets recalled back in January, it will free something up for them to bring someone else in. Who would they look to get in, in his place to, to do that? Will will the prodigal son be, be fit after his, his heart operation to potentially come back? Would they look to, to bring McCurdy back for the second half of the season? I don't know what sort of fitness he's sitting at, but he would be a, a, a good fit to go back to Swindon again. I don't think McCurdy... It, I don't think we'll see him this season. I just... You'd think after a heart operation that you wouldn't, but... I don't think he's, he's in someone we should look either, at. Is he? Yeah. Um, he, likes his, he likes his golf channel quite a lot just now. Loves his golf. Loves his golf. Um, just finishing on Danny Johnson there. They've said that the the goal was more, more than football. It looked very emotional after scoring. Probably a lot of relief. Um, a hell of a lot of relief for the guy. And then uh, Danny Johnson's got a chance this week because I don't think Draper will play. I think, did Draper go off injured? I believe on, on Tuesday, I think I've heard that's quite yeah. a bad injury. Um. And then there's been three really bad injuries or three big injuries for clubs this this last couple of days. So we've had Draper getting injured. Um, we've had Powell at Crew yep. getting injured, and we've had I forgot the name the the lad at Stockport lone oh, player. Yeah, lone uh, player. What's his oh, name? Oh, Louis Someone Barry. With Louis Barry. I yeah, am, four, is, four is out, been, out for being confirmed with torn hamstrings. Haven't go for for surgery to get that healed and repaired, whatever it is he's getting done. I am so that's three big, big injuries in League Two for three players who have been very good this first quarter of the season. Very, 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 very good players. Um, yeah, sort of key men for all three clubs. Mm. Bastian's just said there that Johnson's trying to fit a Sadler system. Um. Sadler's, Sadler unfortunately built the team with everyone else, Freddie Draper included in mind. So, yeah, he's got to try and adapt. Very, 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 very long few months for a couple of clubs that have got injuries. Charlie, Dusty Panda, um, he's just coming back to Markham. One strength Markham has is that because of a low budget, the squad doesn't change much. And so Derek Adams gets a Derek Adams squad nicely waiting for him. Yeah, I, I'd agree on that. Um, and then he's just said, remember, as well as Songo and Adam's favourite, didn't play at Bradford or on loan at Walsall, but under Derek Adams, he's playing great. Some players just work for certain managers, and it's the same with, like we said, Danny Johnson, Michael Flynn. 
Interesting stat for the Knots versus Wrexham game on Saturday is that Langstaff and Mullin have scored 95 goals between them since last season. So nil-nil incoming. 95 yeah. league goals between two players. Yeah. Let's just, just pause for a moment and let that sink in. That's Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's mad. Yeah, no, in, no, in, no, no. In, in 15 months. That's crazy. Uh, Jack Bailey said, still gutted that we, Salford, bottled at Wrexham. That 15-game unbeaten run I called after Newport, we'd be on six now, so we're flying at the minute. Yeah, look, you 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 lost against Wrexham. You are, you've turned a corner. I think you're fifth in the form table now. Teams are going to struggle coming up against you. Yeah, fifth in the form table, three wins, one draw, one loss in your last five, 13 scored, six, seven conceded. And bear in mind, you've still got injuries out as well. So you've got Callum Hendra to come back. You've got a couple of others to come back as well. I, I think that Salford are, have finally clicked. You know, what really made, you know what really made me happy about that game? What? Well, not the, the Salford v Doncaster game on Tuesday. Yeah. Another hat-trick. Another hat-trick. There's, yeah. not been a game, there's not been a run of games without a hat-trick for weeks now. I think this yeah. is like the sixth run of games uh, where there's been a hat-trick in at least one of the games. I looked through at half-time and I was like, oh, there's three. Oh, there's two goals in this game. I've got the same player scoring. I was like, this is the only game that I was really banking on. And then Smith just didn't disappoint me. So I don't know where a hat-trick's coming this weekend. There, there better be one. Well, I'm, I'm going to So I'm asking everyone who's listening to uh, uh, this question. I wanted to try and guess because I believe I've got the answer. So I was speaking to a, a club. How many hat tricks has there been in League Two this season? Oh. Hmm. While people are answering that, just going to come on here. This is a question. Looking at out of work managers, Graham Alexander, Joy Barton, Artel, where do you think they will end up? So let's just name those three managers, Grant. Where do you think? Do you know what? I think what's funny is who are out in the league right now. Let's say Gillingham get Lindsay. Bradford, Colchester, Tranmere. Place those three managers at one of those three. Bradford, Colchester, Tranmere. Tranmere. Right. Barton, I'll put straight in at Tranmere. Okay. You're going to go for the same three, I would. Yeah. Artel, probably Colchester. He'd work work really, he'd work wonders with them. Yep. And just by because he's the only one that's left, I would put Alexander at Bradford. 
I wouldn't put Alexander at Bradford. I would. As if it was my own, if it was my first choice, I wouldn't put him there. I would. I, 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 I don't I think Bradford fans would accept his style of play. You see, when Bradford fans don't like when a, a manager puts in a, a play where you pass backwards as one of your first thoughts to try and go forwards. I think it would, the frustrations would get built up really, really quickly at Bradford if, if Graham Alexander Possibly. was in. Because it's not a pretty style of football. It can be effective. Possibly. But it's yeah. not a pretty style. I think there would be too many frustrations and Bradford fans would turn on him quickly because it's not exciting football. That would be our third negative football appointment in a row. Mm. Adams, Hughes and Alexander. Logan has asked the question, who do you think had the worst recruitment this summer? Um, it, it sounds really, really shitty, but it's got to be Sutton. No, mind you, no, because Sutton signed Dion uh, Pereira. I think that's not bad. That's not bad I don't think Sutton have had bad recruitment. I think Sutton have just been pillaged. Their team, their, their team for the last couple of seasons, all their best players have left and have went elsewhere and they've just not had the funds to be able to recruit as heavily as other people have in a, in a, in a good league. Forest Green, for me, they've, they've been they've recruited horrifically. They're not playing well. They're gonna they're gonna inject money in January. I'm expecting to see them recruit heavily mm-hmm. in January and try and climb the table because they have to climb the table in January. Yeah, when you look yeah, at they've it, got to do something. when you look at the project that they've got, it's not a cheap project. It's not just a new stadium in their building. It's going to be the first of its kind, a wooden state, a new wooden stadium in the UK. The amount of treatment that the timber is going to need for it, it's not just that. It's a whole complex that they are building. Now they say it's going to be the most eco-friendly stadium or complex in the country. With the money that they're spending, surely the most eco-friendly way of going is keeping their current stadium just now. Mm. Mm. Well, what was your guess on hat trick, Grant? I was going to say, eat that steak, Dale Vince. Eat that steak, Dale Vince. What? What was your um? What was your guess on? Um, right. Let me just. I, I was. I was chatting away, so I didn't get time to have a guess. So. I think I'm going to go 10. So we've got a guess of 10 from Grant. Andy said 9. Jack has also said 10. Logan has said 3. Logan, I've said, I've said like a couple of minutes ago on this that we've had a hat-trick in each of the last six game weeks. And in <laughs> one of those game weeks, I think we had two or three. Um, and then Jonathan has said 8. The answer is 12. 12 hat-tricks. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, 12 hat-tricks so far this season. Every single one of them by a different player. That's In fact, that's a status. Every single hat-trick's been by a different player in League 2. Yep. It's a mad stat. 12. Uh, on, on equivalent, nearly. We've nearly had a hat-trick every game, every week. Average. Mm. 14 games. Yeah. Jay's just said, this week has the potential of three managers to get sacked. Forest Green Rovers, Grimsby and Sutton. Do you think Sutton are a banker to go down this year? I don't think Sutton are going to sack their manager. I think Sutton have, I think Gray's got enough in the tank sort of banked up for what he's done with that club to 
to allow him to take them down and, and go again next year. Uh, but Forrest would, Griffin, would you be surprised if I know you don't think uh, you don't think he'd be sad, but would you be surprised? No, if he was sad? no, 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 not at all. I don't think I'd be surprised. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I feel like he's got he's got that uh, look. Unless the fans turn at that point, then people, you know, they, they kind of get forced to do to do something. Forest Green and Grimsby, I think. Yeah, look, Grimsby are the next. For me, someone's just said here, Paul. How is Paul Hurst still in a job? Um, the cup run. Let's be brutally honest. It's, if he did not go on that cup run last season, Paul Hurst isn't in a job. He he really isn't. Mm. What sides would you like to see come up from the National League next next season? Not pools. Right? <laughs> it's a good, right, it's a good on, job in it, Ryan. Are you saying you don't want the pools come up, Ryan? Or are you saying <laughs> he's saying there's no keen chance? Excluding pools, who would I like to see come up? I don't. I think he's being brutally honest and saying no chance. I don't think. I don't. I don't think we'll be coming up at all with the way that we've been playing this season. We started the season off so so well, and I was like, we are bouncing injuries, though, isn't it? straight back up. Mancini looked like an absolute world beater, phenomenal player. I don't know how a, a, a football league club didn't snap him up, but he got done by hamstring injuries with a lot of games being played in the National League in a really short period of time. You've seen there was a, we played, played a period, we played Wednesday, Saturday, and then Monday. And the first five games of the season, I think playing a Saturday, Monday in your first five of the games of the season is absolutely criminal. Yeah. I don't think it should be happening at that time, regardless of if it's a bank holiday weekend. You should, in this modern day and the impact of football, you shouldn't be looking at a game, then one day and then a game. You're going to get injuries, especially in the National League, where you're only allowed to have name five substitutes and only it's make... It's your rest day as well, isn't it? There's no rest day between. There's, no, there's none at all. It's going to be purely travelling. But in, in a league where you're only allowed to name five subs and only make three, that, for me... Is, is criminal by the National League. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. They need to be increasing the amount of substitutes if they want to put in games like that to be named name seven, make five subs. On three it's, occasions. That's should be a uniform yeah. rule across the leagues. It needs to be, but they're more they're more the clubs lower down are never going to vote for it because they're too worried that they've got bin men playing for them. And you've got a bin man who's going to be Having to, to travel to do it, yeah, that's that's the one issue that they have that they're never going to vote for because they've got teams coming down like Hartlepool, who have probably more of a budget, or you have your Chesterfields who have more of a budget that can have that impact. Grant needs to be nicer about the National League. I really do need to be nicer about the National League as but the anyway. host, as the host of our National League podcast. You're going to see the, <laughs> me hosting the National League podcast is like, I'm trying to think of a, a, a suitable thing. I look like Joey Barton managing a football club. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Grant's going to be professional and he's going to talk about the, the National League with such joy and respect. And he can't wait to tell everybody just how good professionally, un, professionally unprofessional. Who would I like to see? Um, should, we choose, should we choose one each? Should we choose one each that we'd like to see go up? Do you know what? I've got my 
I've got I've mine got as it. well. I know who I think I know who you're gonna say. Go on. Who do you think mine is? I think you're gonna say Halifax. I am gonna say Halifax. I think so. We're not basing this on the table right now, are we? We're just saying that we would like to see come up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna say Dorking. No, I'm not. Oh. Someone someone that works with us is gonna be really happy with my team that I'm gonna say. I'd love to see Solly Hill go up. You, yeah, I wouldn't be. Do you know what? Looking at this, right? So, Solihull have, have been there or thereabouts for years. They've been knocking on the doors of, of the ability to go. I would love to see Solihull go up. So, if I'm looking at the National League now, right? So, we'll take out Chesterfield, take out Oldham, take out Hartlepool, mm-hmm. take out Rochdale. I would take any of the rest. I think two of any of the rest. So, Barnet, Bromley, Solihull, Altrincham, Halifax, Aldershot, Gateshead, Eastley, Woking, Southend, Wealdstone, Borehamwood, Dorking, Ebbsfleet, Dagenham and Redbridge, York, Oxford, Kidderminster, Fylde, Maidenhead. I think any two of those mm, I would love not, to see in League 2. Maybe not Maidenhead. No, no, I think it'd be fun to, to see them in the... No, in the, Maidenhead you know, is a horrific day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never, yeah, but we want to get to do it. Like maidenhead across. No, you just don't want. You just don't want. If you want to do that, just see Bradford get relegated. Like that's. I, I don't want to see it that bad. I'll just go watch someone else play at Maidenhead. <laughs> it's not that deep. Maidenhead, they're at home to Eastleigh on Saturday. <laughs> I'll nip there. Um, Can't do that because we're going down to Hartlepool this weekend. We are going to Hartlepool this weekend. Hartlepool versus Rochdale. Cannot wait. Um. Logan has apologised for his guess of how many hat-tricks there was. Thank you, Logan. And Jay has said, what managers would you say, if they don't get promoted this season, deserve a job higher up from the National League? I'll be honest, I don't know enough managers in the National League to be able to answer that. I can answer it on League Two, though, I suppose. Who who would you say? If I was going to say from the National League, I would say hardly at Solihull. I would say Andy Woodman. Is definitely one that deserves um, a job higher up the league. He's currently got Bromley up in third, so definitely a good, a great manager. I'm, I think John Askey could still do a job in League Two. Yes, he's having a he's having a torrid time, but I just don't think he's getting the backing that he's been told that he's that's publicly been said he's getting. I think um, um, I think Askey needs to be rescued at this point and i think in time i think stuart maynard of wheelstone would also be a very good show yeah we've also been told phil parkinson at altrincham yeah another great show uh, we can't have two parkinsons in the league not two full parkinsons i was gonna say could we deal with having two phil parkinsons in the one league it would be too confusing i can only put so much blood in my penis at once Stace! Stace is back. She's come back for a second week in a row. Stace, good evening. I hope you are very, very well and looking forward to this weekend. Um, should we get some predictions, guys? Uh, we usually only do like an hour or so. We'll go a bit over, but let's ask, give us your predictions for this week. Um, what What do you think is going to happen? What scores are you thinking? Who do you think is going to score? The, the, those are the questions that we want to know. Uh, but while we're while they're doing that, Grant, yeah, question: Who do you think in League Two? Yep. If they don't go up this season, which managers do you believe? 
not necessarily if they don't go up. Which managers at League Two clubs right now do you believe are of a quality above their current league standing? Managers? Yes. First off, Dave Charlener. Pete Wilde. Yeah, I would I would say Pete Wilde. I think Pete Wilde could cut it at least at League One. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think Dave Charlener will be a manager in the championship before long. I think he is far too good for League Two. I think Luke Williams will be with him. Folks said he's, he's I said this in the six oh six. people have said about Dave Challoner that he's, he's maybe his level was National League. I think this season he's more than proven that he is definitely a League Two manager. He's took his time, he's learned the league. Yeah. And he's now earned he's he's now earned he's, he's earning his stripes now. Yeah. I think he'll win the league with Stockport and I think he'll build to try and push them to go into to try and escape out of League One. I think he is good enough to do that. Charlton spoke to him. They're a League One squad. He, he knocked Charlton back because he feels he's got a better project at Stockport. I do think he will get into League One and I think a championship club will come knocking for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave Challoner, without any shadow of a doubt. Um, Luke Williams. Not count it again. Yep. I'm gonna same, work my way down the league. Same situation. I work my way down the league. It doesn't necessarily. I don't necessarily. The question isn't could they step up a league. The question is are they better than their current league position? League position. Club? Yeah. Yeah. Wrexham. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wrexham. I. I. I think Phil Parkinson's a, a very very good league two manager. Um. I love Phil Parkinson. I, I don't think he's above this level. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen because it's really hard to see what he's actually doing as a manager. It's it is difficult. Nigel Clough, no, I don't believe for a second Nigel Clough is above this level. Um, Lee Bell at crew, but he's proven himself this season. But overall, again, no. Accrington, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go into and say already Mike Williamson, yes. Mike Williamson, yeah, I mean... I mean, he's still got a lot to prove, but I still think he's better than 16th in League 2. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, uh, well, well, we've never seen him at this level, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you mean, though. Based on what he'd done before, it did look like he was going to be a very, mm-hmm. very good manager. Um, you know, I'm not going to go for every team, but obviously, Derek Adams, no, I don't believe so. He's He's gone above is this he, level. And is, he not the best manager, is he not the best manager at this level, though? He is, and that's why we can't... Self-proclaimed. That's why you can't go up. We need him here. Uh, Michael Flynn. He's better than nine. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote you on Michael Flynn. You know exactly the quote that I'm going to come back with. Liam a long time ago said, Michael Flynn is the nearly man of League Two. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He nearly does it every single time. And then he yeah. just doesn't quite do it. Apart from at Walsall. Mm-hmm. That was with yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was a that season was an an anomaly really for him. Yeah, he is he is the nearly man. Yeah, have we got any predictions have come in yet? Yeah, yeah, got some here. So we have got Dan predicting. I was going to say Pete Wild, Pete Wild, Pete Wild, Pete Wild, Pete Wild, Pete Wild. Dan is predicting a two-one win for Barrow. Jack predicting a two-one win for Salford, and Grimbo saying Grimsby loss guaranteed. Uh, Pete Wild fist bumps. <laughs> Pete Wild two one to Bradford. I, I I will say this now, Logan. For me, if Bradford, right. So 
here's my point on Bradford right now. We go to Sutton on Saturday. I, I think I've got that right. In fact, I'm sure it's, yeah, I'm, honestly, I've not paid much attention to this weekend because as I say, we're going to, to Hartlepool. It's going to be right exciting. So we go to Sutton on Saturday. If I was Bradford City, I would be of announced, if I know who that manager is going to be, I am announcing them yesterday. They're taking training yesterday and today and travelling tomorrow because Sutton is a free pass. No offence to Sutton, but if you want the fans to get behind whoever you've brought in as a manager, you put them in before they play Sutton because they go there and they come away with that win and the fans are behind. Because, it, it, Logan, if we won, if we win 2-1 at Sutton, I'm not happy with a 2-1 win at Sutton. Do you think he's not being brought in because it's Sutton? You're, yeah, ball will still beat Sutton anyway. No, because I think you want the confidence of the fans. And like I said, Sutton's a free hit. For me, if if they know who that manager is and they haven't brought him in, then there's, that's questionable for me like as to what belief they have and if they think that this person's going to hit the ground running or not. Um, Pete Wilde, Pete Wilde, McCann. Don Telford will score against us. He always does. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so it's, it's, is that... Uh, that means it's Barrow versus Stolford. Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting because both of them are predicted a 2-1 win. Uh, how about top Stockport's 10 straight wins? We've just been talking about it. We said we spoke to someone on the 606 last night who believes that they'll go 14. And we said if they go 14 and you don't win the league, some serious questions have to be asked. I think I, I, 10, 10's got to happen. They're playing Tranmere this weekend. Yeah. They've Got to beat Tranmere. I mean, Tranmere. Dave Challoner's team. I was going to say they've got history where Tranmere tried to get Dave Challoner. On many occasions. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. tried to, to pry him away from Hartlepool. They tried to pry him before he was at Hartlepool, I believe, as well. They've, they've wanted them for a long, long time. Um, but that is that is his club. So there's, I, I just can't see it. Stockport are too good, far too strong. Um, Stacey says Pete Wilde moving, isn't he? Um, honestly, I, I, you've got to think that some. You'd be the daft not that, to look up. Yeah, the clubs at this like, like I, Bradford have obviously got a bit of a rocky history with Pete Wilde, but I don't believe for a second that Gillingham haven't knocked on his door. Colchester haven't spoken to Barrow, Tranmere. Yeah, MK. It, I believe that everybody. It might just be a location part before. For Pete Wilde, yeah. that they are southern teams, he's never been really a southern team. He, he likes yeah. to stay not he, he likes to stay north, so that could be the one thing that's detracts him from going. The only yeah. thing that I would say with Pete Wilde and Barrow, and I'm really sorry to say this, Dan, is Barrow have a ceiling, and Pete Wilde has a ceiling. Pete Wilde's ceiling's higher than Barrow's, much higher. It's it, right now, anyway, much higher. He took Barrow to a level that no one thought Barrow would have got last season. Yeah, if, he can if he can replicate that again this season, great. If he uh, Do I think he'll do it three seasons in a row? I think he'll probably end up elsewhere three seasons in a row because someone will pick him up because you don't take Barrow to 12th, 11th, 10th, 9th in League 2 and not get noticed for what you're doing because... Everyone thinks Barrow's going to be down the bottom end. Of, and that's no offence to Barrow at all. I think they're a fantastic club. I just think he's got a level that's higher than than Barrow. Um, yeah. And he's worked he's worked wonders at them. You look at you look at Sutton this season. They had their ceiling. They got near the playoffs 
two seasons in a row. They've been pillaged, they've dropped down. And it's now a real, real struggle for them. I don't want to see Barrow in that situation, but Pete Wilde no. does try to leave a club in a much better position than they were. You see Halifax, they had a blip after Pete Wilde left, but they've rebuilt back That's because he took everyone with him. He took them all with them. And they are now back up in a playoff position just now because they've got a good backing behind them because Wilde left them in a very positive situation. So if he leaves, do I think he would leave Barrow in a poor position? No, he's leaving them in a much stronger position as a club. Yeah, absolutely. And and a more attractive club as well. Mm -hmm. They've got a very, very good side for Barrow. And it, you know you you will find managers that want to come and and, and manage. Um, Enjoy him while he's there. Andy said, "Think Andy Cook with his bandaged knee will score on Saturday. Also expect a three-three draw with Wrexham and County and Barrow to get beaten. Ooh, three-one uh, Doncaster have to be optimistic. I mean, Doncaster are playing Grimsby, so I don't even think that's optimistic. I think that's expected." Uh. I think it's optimistic for Grimsby, 3-1. Um, Stace, I'm guessing this is about Barrow. I felt bad for them on Tuesday. Players were so emotional sitting on the pitch. Um, was it Barrow and Wrexham on Tuesday? I believe it was, wasn't it? I'm just looking back a couple of days. No, it's Forest Green and Barrow. Oh, she was talking about Sutton. She was talking about Sutton. Yeah. Uh, who's joining Sutton in non-league next season? If Tramia don't sort their shit out, then. So, on on the Sutton point, I've been quite vocal on it, saying I don't. I think Sutton will get the lowest. Um, they'll get have a record for the lowest points set in League Two. Do you think I'm going to be far off with that? They're currently on seven. We, we they're currently on seven points from fifteen games. They've uh, only won, they've won what's the two record low? this season. If anyone wants to chip in with what the record low is. What's the record low points for League Two, guys? Just check for us. Um, in the meantime, James, 2-2, Wrexham and Knotts. Stacey said she'd be happy with a 2-2 draw versus Knotts, which is, I mean, look, for me, Knotts are doing what everyone, Knotts are the team that have come up and done what everyone thought Wrexham were going to do. Let's be brutally honest here. Gillingham, uh, 3-0, ideal game. What do you think of Harris to Colchester? Not a rumour, just a thought. I think Neil Harris is a very, very good manager. I think he was harshly treated at Gillingham. I think he'll walk into a job somewhere else. Whether he does League, league 2 or drops to the National League, I don't know. He'd fit Colchester, but it all, um, there's not a huge level of expectation there. So it'd be a bit of a different situation. Uh, Bastian Mansfield is going to be a trial and a half. Johnson will be on the hunt. Our defence has more holes than a colander. Mansfield, three. Walsall, three. Dan agrees that Pete Wilde won't be here for ages. And Jay has said, for me, Sutton are a very bad side. They're just like they have no... They look like they have no idea what the manager is demanding from them. Uh, yeah. I'll have a look and see if I can find that stat for the lowest... Well, Grant, we managed to actually do this without you needing to go too far into Hartlepool, which means you've saved it for the National League podcast. Which Grant Ooh. is enthusiastic as fuck about hosting. Um, do you know what? Here's the thing. I know you don't really want to host it, but I guarantee you'll come off that and go, oh, we're really good that I enjoyed that. Probably. I, I, do, I, I do it all the time. So uh, Sunday, you, <laughs> it's a, I think that's, it's a different makeup, sexual sex. And, 
I, I'm, I'm the most apprehensive person in the world. And I was like, oh, God, dude, got 606. And it's different. Whenever something's different, I don't like it. And then after the 606, me and Kieran absolutely smashed the 606 on. Absolutely. It was. Uh, I say Sunday on Wednesday. It was a great 606. Uh, big, up, big up to Kieran for that. He's he, really done was. phenomenal. Big up to Heath as well for pulling that off at the start when my headphones decided to connect to my phone at, since I hadn't used them since the morning. Bizarre. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed being on the other side for once. I don't generally get to sit out so now that we've got a lot more people coming in it's nice to have that sit out but look do you know what i actually i you've been very very detached from hartlepool this season and i think you, you admit that yourself like you've just not felt it because of everything that's going on the pitch i feel like this national league podcast will reignite that i feel that because you've dropped out of league two and because we're covering league two so much you've you've struggled to keep that finger on it i i really think that you'll go you know yeah, i into this you see, you see a big part of it is the National League football is a totally different style of football to watch yeah. to anything that anyone in this, anyone that's a fan of a club in this league has ever watched. I, I spoke to Sharp, who's live on the Absolute podcast just now. I am on a different channel. And... <laughs> Funny joking. Funny joking. Boo. She, she's a Rochdale fan, and I says, look... When you drop Ooh. down the national, when you drop down into the national league, you will be in for a big surprise about yeah. how difficult that league is. You go into the league and you find yourself getting absolutely smashed by Dorking or Woking or Kent Kings Lynn. I know they're not in it. They dropped out of the national league last season, the first game of the season, and then you're like, "What the fuck's just happened to, to us as a club?" Yeah. Why are we going to Maidenhead, who have got 500 fans there, and we've taken a 1,000? Why are we outnumbering the home fans, like, double? And yeah. why are we pissing in a porter cabin? It's 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 a difficult league for not just the, the players to get used to, for the fans to get used to. You're playing against part-timers who can be very, very talented players. They just can't commit to, to becoming a professional footballer because... They know it's a short career. They've maybe not got another. They've not got a backup plan. They they might be a bin man. They might be a bus driver. They might be a lorry driver, but they they can't give up their full time role to support their family. But they can still be an equally talented football player. But then you get the rough side of it as well. You, you, teams are so hard to play against. Everyone knows what Sutton have been like the last couple of seasons. They've came up and they've played a National League style of football. They've been a hard team to play against. They've been a rough team to play against. It gets you ready, um, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really does. And for any club that gets relegated down, we've seen clubs really, really struggle. You look at Oldham, they've struggled. I'm using Scunthorpe, an anomaly. They went straight down, but they've got their other problems. Hartlepool, when we originally went down, we were down for three years. You've seen Stockport drop down out of the National League into the National League North. Uh, and it took them a long time to come up. Wrexham, it took them a long time to come up. Notts County, they've been, they were down there for a long time. It's a hard, hard league and it's not nice to watch. The, the officials are fucking awful it's if you think league two refereeing is bad national league refereeing is 10 times worse it's 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 a hard league to watch and as a fan that's why i feel disjointed because the brand of football is 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 poor and 
also everything that's going on at, at Hartlepool just now as a fan, it's it's really hard to. It's not hard you to don't get behind. Know, you it's don't not know hard to get behind. It's, it's not hard to get behind the players. I will always back the players that are there and, and back the team, back the manager. But there seems to be too much wrong going on at the club at the moment, and, and I have to be very, very careful of what I say because the the, the the words that have been put out by the chairman, officially the chairman or Mister Chairman, as he likes to be called, um, is put out things like "Don't push me." Or else I will sell the club just like that. So I have to be really careful. We have to be really careful what we say as a fan group because there's threats like that coming from the chairman. I'm also I issue, Grant, is that... accusations coming out saying that there's people abusing his family members. How how much truth is there behind this? Because people are saying we're not doing it. And speaking to his family members, they're saying we don't know what he's talking about. So, but who knows? Who knows? But I, it's, I think it's, it's a tough a... place to be just now as a, as a supporter and as a fan group. I the think Saturday is going to be that... horrible and you're going to have a bit of an eye-opener on Saturday. No, your issue, Grant, is that there's words being said off the pitch or words being said by the club which don't match the actions. So no one knows what's actually happening mm-hmm. because what you're being told is going to happen is the opposite of what actually ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do go, you just mentioned it's, 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 it's like he said, and Ryan said this in the comments, we're all human, but a human instinct is to tell someone to fuck off. Where did he put that? At the end of a statement that was put out the other day. Oh. Wow. Um, no, you mentioned referees before we do go. Um, We're probably not going to be in Hartlepool now at the weekend. <laughs> no, we will. It's fine. How MK Dons finished with 11 men on the pitch, I will never know. After their player, Kung Fu kicked the air, but tried to Kung Fu kick a Bradford in front of the referee. And not only did he not book or send off the player, he gave a free kick to MK Dons and they scored from it. I was about to play Kung Fu fighting over this, but then I realised we would get a, a YouTube strike and all the sound taken off it, so I'm not going to yeah. do that. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll, have a, we'll have a full uh, we'll have a full breakdown of referees, I think, in the coming weeks. I think we need to, I think we need a subject. We'll bring referees into it, but we've got an hour and 17 minutes. Do we want to wrap up or do you want to go till half past? Has anyone got any other subjects they want to bring up that aren't National League related? If you've got National... Guys, you've all... Here's the thing, Graham. So many people have got National League comments. Guys, bring them to the table for Grant. Like, get, make them talking points for the for the podcast because that's how it's going to be. We can only put out what you guys want us to put out. And if you don't tell us what that is, it's hard. Yeah. Let us know what you want to know, what you want to talk about, games, grounds, Things that have happened over the years, experiences, that's how we can get better with this. Um, we welcome back Hannah next week. We do. Well, she's been off sunning it in America and Mexico. We've been sitting here grafting, doing every show. Well, I am. <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting here grafting, doing every show. You've been grafting, doing other th- other things, though. We've been very, very busy behind the scenes, yeah. and we have. We've, we, we're, I was talking to Ryan earlier. We've gone from six weeks ago, it being just me and you, 
to a team of thirty people. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. There's, I think what a lot, of, what a lot of you guys don't know, they won't appreciate, is the amount of people now that are working on this behind the scenes. Um, we've got a lot coming up, so you'll see that we've got the breakdown show here for League Two. We've also got, if you don't listen to it regularly, go and check it out. We've got a podcast on League Two. We've got League One as well we've launched the league one podcast which is a totally different team to the two of us so they are fantastic to listen to we've also launched our championship podcast as well this week which is which is great you you don't know chal chal has been he he hosted the the championship podcast this week and it's a it's a a great listen to, to listen to these guys are doing such a fantastic job as you've heard, we're launching the National League podcast soon with, with yours truly at the moment until we get a more permanent National League host. So I'll probably be stepping back from a little bit of League Two stuff and doing a bit of, of National well, League chat. Well, we're and rotating, Graham. We're rotating. Yeah, this is the thing. We're, we're all rotating anyway. So what we needed was, like, you've been involved in National League because you obviously got a team there. It makes it more credible for us because, like, for me and Hannah to jump in, I, I'm happy to jump in, but I know shit all about anyone there. Um, but we'll rotate week in, week yeah. out. Um, we've got like six people for the League Two show. I think we've got four for League One. And we've got five we've for got, the championship. It's mad. We've got all of our news articles that are going to be coming out as well. So we've got a written side, which is which is, which is is there. So if you don't follow us on all Twitter pages, I know a lot of you guys follow us on Lower League Look, go and nip over to the Look Sports Media page where this is also being streamed live from. Give that page a follow. You will get regular news updates. That's been headed up by Ryan. Um, that'll direct you to our website, looksportsmedia.co.uk.com. Whatever you type in, you'll probably find really it. Really.com. While, while we are also here on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, give us a link onto YouTube just now. Hit the subscribe button on there. That'll just notify you whenever this is going out live. And you can watch live on YouTube. You can interact in the comments like you can on Twitter. Um, hit the little bell, that'll notify you when you're going, we are going live. Hopefully we'll be getting the League One breakdown set up soon as well, and you'll get to see our League One guys in action. So yeah, oh, Liam's just... and me tiny. What is he doing? Liam, what are you doing? I don't know what happened. I fixed Liam's it. Just playing, Liam's just playing with the settings. He just likes having a muck about. But yeah. I, I love it. It's all good fun. I, I... I think that's a fantastic note to end on, Liam. Guys, it is. Just before we do, Grant. Yeah. Stace mentioned there. Uh, Stace has mentioned that I'll do League Two. Well, guys, if anybody wants to get involved in this, whether it be writing articles, producing podcast hosting, six or sixes, anything for any of the leagues, even if you've not done it before, we have an academy where we basically teach you how to do it. We'll help you learn it from scratch. Any of the stuff you want to do, mm-hmm. um, go over onto our website, Ryan. I'm sure it's up and running on the site. There's a there's an application page where you just basically fill out what you've done, what you're interested mm-hmm. in doing, and we get it all. And we'll we'll basically yeah we'll be in touch. We're always looking for more people, and you know the the bigger we grow, the more work there's going to be. I think we've got twelve shows now, Grant. Twelve. Yeah, we've got three for three for. Oh yeah, three for every league. Uh, a, a podcast, a breakdown, and a six or six, all starting in the coming weeks which is going to be, yeah, so under the About Me section on the website, on the menu, is the Applications page. Fire an application over, we can have a look. But yeah, we've got, we've got 12 shows and we've got rotating hosts. Not everyone's doing everything every week. It's a hell of a lot to commit to to do that. So we want to overkill on hosts and we want people to be available. As well as that, 
we've found out, we realised today after having a chat, we've got quite a few interviews lined up for all leagues. So you're not just going to, it's not just about coming on and chatting to us. You're going to get to chat to people in the game, managers, players, agents, things like that. And that's, that's always fun to do. Um, there's so many things that you can find out. But yeah, other than that, I've enjoyed tonight. I actually right enjoyed not having a subject and just letting everyone tell us what to talk about. That was it's, really yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite good. That not having a not having to commit to a guest coming on. Um, it's good yes. to have guests on and have little mini course, features yeah. in between. But yeah, this has been a good one. It's been different. It's another a different way of doing. Good to change it up. Two breakdown, everybody. We've been Luke Sports Media. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.